Don't forget to follow us on Facebook at Doug Tyrrell History and Comment. Hello, friends. I'm Doug Tyrrell. This is History and Comment for Friday, the 11th day of August, 2023. We have most likely mentioned this before, but I find it quite fascinating. The calendar used by the Mayans and others in Middle America begins in the year 3114 B.C. Add that to 2023 and you get 5,137 years ago. It is not really simple addition as year lengths have been adjusted in our Roman calendar a few times. In fact, our Western calendar only began about 300 B.C. Still, 5137 is quite close to the Jewish calendar, which is in the year 5783. The question begs asking how two of the oldest calendars known to man and half a world apart began about the same time. What was happening five millennia ago? For a couple of hundred years, beginning in the 11th century, or the year 1000, Europe had a warm period where food was plentiful and the population grew dramatically. But in the 1300s, things shifted. There were several years in there, was just not enough food. Farm productivity had typically been seven-fold return, but in the 1300s, it dropped to as low as double. For comparison, today it's on the order of 30 times worldwide, and much higher in the productive regions. To add to the woes, the Black Plague swept the continent in the mid-1300s. Some estimates the population dropped by nearly half in the century and did not completely recover until the 1700s. Babe Ruth becomes the first of 28 Major League Baseball players to hit 500 home runs in his career. This was in 1929. Of course, he will end his career with 714, a record that stood for decades. FedEx founder Frederick Smith is 79, an officer in Vietnam with a degree in economics. He was not a pilot. He was twice offered the position of Secretary of Defense in the George W. Bush administration and turned it down both times for personal reasons. In 2000, he appeared as himself in the movie Cast Away. Country singer and member of the Grand Ole Opry, John Connolly, is 76 today. At the age of 25, he moved from his home in eastern Kentucky to Nashville to pursue a career in music. Ten years later, he had seven top ten country hits and was invited to become a member of the Opry. Los Angeles is plagued with race riots in the summer of 1965. I've stated that I have little knowledge of life in the large cities. I've lived in flyover country in towns barely over 10,000 people. We rarely have neighborhoods that have an us-versus-them mentality. But then there is a lot of ethnic diversity. That is the key point that creates the tensions. The L.A. riots begin in the Watts neighborhood and often go by that name. The scenario that ignited the affair was directly out of a playbook that's been used over and over in more recent times. A 21-year-old African-American male was pulled over on a routine traffic stop and failed a field sobriety test. He resisted arrest. Sound familiar? A family member got involved. A crowd gathered. The suspect gets hit with a baton. Rumors spread. The neighborhood erupts in five days of violence, burning, and looting. Now, there was a lot more to the climate of L.A. at the time. Segregation was wholesale, and housing options for all minorities were limited. 
and there was no shortage of bad practices in the real estate marketing at the time. I was surprised by a statement in one source I read, and I would say a rather progressive source, that minorities wanted to find housing in peaceful white neighborhoods. Folks, there is no reason the white neighborhoods would be more peaceful than any other ethnic group. We could use the tired argument of affluence or money, but I do not see that as relative. There are countless examples of poor white neighborhoods and towns that were generally peaceful. There are a few basic rules that can be applied to any ethnic group that will greatly improve relations and your neighborhood. First off would be the golden rule, do unto others. Outside the Judeo-Christian worldview, this is known as natural law. If it would offend you, do not do it to others. That one point alone would fix most of the problems. Maybe the second would be not to steal. Now that's covered in the first, but worth restating, simply because the root of much of the crime is theft. Still closely related is the attitude of, He has it, I deserve it, so I'll just take it. The key here is not the actual theft, but the attitude. Both are wrong, but the attitude is malignant. This point is rampant in labor negotiations. No one has special privilege. We can talk about white privilege if you want, but what is the deal with minority privilege that says, I can break any law I want, and law enforcement is oppression? The idea that any group can rampage, loot, and burn when they want is not civilized. Period. Call it a war if you want, but it has little chance at success. The first moonwalkers are released from a three-week quarantine in 1969. They had been carefully isolated in the event there was some disease or contamination on the moon that might have been brought back. The last ground combat troops leave Vietnam in 1972, essentially ending that decade-long event. Twelve years later, Ronald Reagan nearly creates an international incident during preparations for his weekly radio address. Reagan was joking with those present and conducting a sound check. This was a live program and the audio was sent down the network and stations were recording the audio that was not intended to be broadcast. Reagan was known for joking off-air and had an agreement that this levity was off-limits for broadcast. But this clip got outside of the White House press corps and was leaked. The now famous line was, My fellow Americans, I'm pleased to tell you that today I've signed legislation that will outlaw Russia forever. We begin bombing in five minutes. Part of the issue was that Reagan was a master negotiator, much like Mr. Trump, and both had a reputation for being brash. Maybe even a bit of a loose cannon. There were those who believed he just might do it, including folks around the world. That is not a bad thing. Our current president, nor Mr. Carter, did not have that aura. You can see how that served us. The largest shopping mall at the time opens in 1992 in Bloomington, Minnesota, known as the Mall of America. The concept of a shopping mall is losing favor with the public. Big box stores and online shopping have taken their toll. A large mall a couple of hours away announced this week it will close before the end of the year. Another one an hour or so west of it has been in its death throes for years. 
23 years ago, a 19-year-old passenger storms the cockpit of a Southwest Airlines flight between Paradise, Nevada and Salt Lake City, Utah. He was subdued by a group of passengers and died from his injuries. Except for race, the passengers were not law enforcement, and this was on an airline flight, the whole affair looks a lot like George Floyd. In this case, no one went to jail. That's history and comment for the 10th day of August. I'm Doug Terrell. Now, go do something worth remembering.